What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain, Garrett Morlang, and here in the studio with me, the man of a thousand personalities, J.J. Purdom. That's what a couple of different doctors told me in the past. <laughs> How you doing today, Garrett? Doing all right. Good. Yeah, it's Good. a little, little wet. It is. We are in the midst of a torrential downpour, the likes of biblical proportions right now in Northern California. That's what it seems like because it doesn't rain here like 10 months out of the year. And then for like two months, it just downpours. So yeah, then we, that's it hit like this last week, right at the beginning of Thanksgiving break. It was crazy. We were driving down to San Diego and it was coming down all the drive down there. And then we drove back Saturday night, downpoured the entire way. It's crazy. It bombed. Still it, raining today. Yeah, it, it <laughs> rained really heavy today. And so we did a lot of equipment maintenance. Yeah, not today. a lot of work happened today. Pretty no. great. <laughs> no, it was pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, how was your week? How it was, was pretty your, good, man. How I, was your had, Thanksgiving holiday? We had Thanksgiving and we hosted it this year. And I'll tell you what, my baseboards have never been cleaner in, in our entire marriage. We've been married 17 years. I think I've maybe cleaned the baseboards one time. Which uh, is surprising because it shouldn't be that hard for you. You're awfully close to them. That hurts a little bit. I don't want to lie. It kind of hurts a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I actually, we cleaned the house a lot. Had a, had about 16 people at the house. Really great. Uh, I was so happy when the last one left. <laughs> that was the best part of all. We had leftovers afterwards. We didn't have to share with anybody. That was awesome. And then somebody graciously left an entire pie mm -hmm. to which uh kept getting at. You know what I mean? I kept like eviscerating. I did some really horrible things to that pie. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What kind of pie was it? It was pumpkin. Pumpkin is the only all right. pie that you that you must have in a season. It's got to be pumpkin, especially Thanksgiving. Put some whipped cream on that sucker. That's okay. I I, I, I like I like pumpkin pie, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Like it's it's like one of those pies where like if it's the only one, I'll eat it. But I don't know if I ever crave pumpkin pie. Did you really just say that on air in front in front of the loving listeners? You said that where people can hear you say, yeah, I don't really crave it or anything. I mean, I guess I'll eat it if it's there. <laughs> it's one of those pies where you're right. Like, it, I feel like you have to eat it this time of year, yeah. but it doesn't mean I like love it. Like my pie is definitely, although I talked about last week, chocolate cream pie is number one. Apple pie is a really close second. Um I don't know. I like all pies. I love all. If it's a pie, I love it, or I I really enjoy it. But there's, I think, my only two that I really love, I guess, would be the chocolate and the apple. Pumpkin is one of those like, yeah, I like it. It's okay. I enjoy it. But I would never ask for it. I don't think. So I love a good apple pie. I love a good cheap apple pie too. I'll eat an apple pie, yeah. no complaints. Even those little Hostess ones at the amazing. gas station. Those are my favorite. Amazing. <laughs> little Hostess apple pie pack. Apple pockets, pie. It's like a hot pocket. Put them together. What's not good about that? It's great. It's amazing. My wife made the best apple pie I've ever ate. And uh, I know she's going to listen to this and she's going to be thrilled that I said something about her baking. But uh, our church was having a lot of pie bakes several years back. And Janet ended up looking up some recipe for mile high apple pie. And uh, you hear that. And, and honestly, it sounds pretty awesome. 
That's they call them in Esto, the Mile High City, right? You think? That's probably because of marijuana, though. <laughs> yeah, so, it's not the same reason they call Denver that. Right? <laughs> so I, I literally uh, was eating this pie when she made it, and I thought, like, oh, man, if I could just have this all the time, it'd be awesome, and, like, I could never see her doing any wrong. So I'll tell you what, Janet, <laughs> if you're listening, you're making me that pie, and you can get away with a whole lot of stuff. Oh, no. Just saying. <laughs> whole lot of stuff. You want a credit card? I'll give you a credit card. Just saying. I really want a pie. I mean, she doesn't need you to get a credit card. She can no, go but- get a credit card on her own. <laughs> Janet, just- Janet, if you're listening to this, you know you can go get one. If I know JJ's probably been lying to you for years. No, don't you listen can, to him, honey. You, you do need me to sign can, for that credit card. You can get one on your own. No, no, problems, you, no it's me. a retinal scan that they, I have to do for you, sweetheart. They give them to everyone. I mean, they no, gave, they gave one to me when I was like 18, barely. I mean, I might have only been 17 when I got one, which I think is illegal. I think that might be illegal, actually. <laughs> no joke. I'm pretty sure I had a Capital One card when That's I was like- New York for you, folks. That was Wisconsin. They don't get oh. Two craps out there. They really do. <laughs> and they also really fight vehemently about their cheese being better than ours. That's true. Whoa. I don't know. I No, no, I'm not saying it's true that it's better. Oh, okay. Whoa, no, 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 no. whoa. It's true. I almost punched no, you no, no, in the no, face no. on principle. No, the best cheese in, is from New York, obviously. <laughs> I, I can't believe you said that. The best cheese you'll is from New York. Garrett, really? Garrett. Yeah. Every once in a while, we all say dumb things, folks. And sometimes <laughs> we say things and we regret them later. You're going to regret this. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're like, what did, what no, did no, I no, say? No. One day, one day we will do a trip to New York. We're going to do a whole documentary vlog series of Super JJ Gamer Boys. In, in the Big Super- Apple. <laughs> no, no, you're coming to the country where I'm from, buddy. You're oh, going to okay. go to my little podunk town and I'm going to take you to the best cheese place you've ever been to. Okay. All right. It's the best. Is it made by Amish people? Probably. It might, it might be. Isn't that where you're from? Yeah, New York, where lots, there's all the Amish? Lots of Amish. Yeah. I was, when uh, someone from back home in New York, I saw on Facebook, posted a picture like raging about like the Amish and mm. just because like, because they drive their horse and buggies down the middle of the roads in, in the winter <laughs> when when it's, you know, all snowy and icy and there's traffic going and uh, it's dark outside. Like you don't want to pass this horse and buggy and spook the horse and cause an accident or hit someone or whatever so you're just stuck and it causes traffic jams <laughs> in the country because it, you know everyone's backed up behind this horse and buggy it's just so crazy <laughs> that's awesome you know i want to su- <laughs> it's something i don't know if it's awesome it's something. <laughs> well i honest to god i would love to support your story but you know what would be even better is if you were to try to support us on patreon that's right. You can go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys, just like our Patreon sponsors did. Bill Bird and Julie Bates, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for all the support and uh, all you other guys. I don't know if anyone is, I don't know if you've noticed because I don't think you know how to use the internet. I do. I haven't figured it out. It's got, on my phone. There's a button <laughs> okay. on my phone. Uh, but on our podcast, if you go to the episode description as a list of all of our Patreon supporters, and then also, if you're watching the video, somewhere right about here, I think, uh, it'll have all the names of everyone who supports us. Wait, where? Right. Yeah, right there. You're right. It's right in front of your face. Wow. <laughs> yeah. has everyone's name. So cool. There you go. Even the people who we didn't mention, like Bill Bird and Julie Bates. We, we already mentioned them. We already did, though. You want to mention them again? Yeah, I love our sponsors, Bill Bird and Julie Bill Bates. Bill Bird and Julie Bates. Love them. <laughs> Very um, happy. Also, a shout out to the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Thank you so much for having us. Um, hopefully we're doing you proud. 
Uh, Or you haven't seen any of the episodes yet, and thus you haven't kicked us off the podcast network yet. I mean, they haven't really talked to us much lately, so maybe they have, and they're not too happy, so they just, I don't know, I haven't heard from them in a while. For all I know, we're off the the network, and we don't know. (laughs) I was meaning to tell you guys, I don't know what happened, but I got logged out of my account recently, so I've, and it won't let me in, so I don't know what's going on there. Maybe send me a, send me a vlog tweet or... One of those Instapots. You're bad at the internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, all you listeners out there. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also check us out, supergameroys.com slash Discord. Uh, check it out over there. There was just some messages popped up over Thanksgiving weekend. Someone was like, hey, is this server dead? Like, is anyone yeah. out there? Like, hello? And I'm like, no, we're all still here. Well, <laughs> I'm here anyways. So, yeah, it's really kind of, it got really quiet in the Discord over there. So. And, then, and then everybody claimed that I don't get to play any video games or yeah, something. All, we were all making fun of JJ after that about how little video games he plays. So if you want to make more fun of JJ and how bad he is at video games, go over to supergameroyce.com slash Discord. Um, alrighty, what do you say we get into the nerdy nudes? It's time for the nerdy nudes! Alrighty, so... We have three new stories. And uh, they are three big ones. Well. They are three medium-sized ones. Eh. They are three. Count them. Trace. Trey, if you're French. Size ones. I don't think that's it. No, it's three. Un, deux, trois. No. You know what, Garrett? <laughs> you could very well be right. <laughs> um... Very small stories. Uh, to be they, honest, completely. <laughs> this is this is bottom of the barrel scraping right here. So this time of year, uh, everyone goes to sleep because it's December. Yeah, this episode's news stories are very similar to when you're eating a bowl of tricks and you get right down to you got the spoon buried in the bowl and you're just scooping up the last little bit of milk. All the soggy bits. Yeah, you got like the, little the pieces. Of the milk. And there's no real like you know marshmallows or actual. There's no marshmallows and tricks. There were in the kind that we got. We got like the off-market kind from the Asian store down the street. Okay. Well, that sounds like some crappy t- tricks. It was spelled <laughs> differently as well. It, it was C-K-S at the end. Um, oh, no. I know tricks. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, Tony Hawk on the front. Actually, yes. <laughs> it was an Asian Tony Hawk. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, these are very small stories because, yeah, not a lot's going on. Everyone, all the big game releases are done for the year, and the next big game release was like won't happen until next year, like February or March probably. So, yeah, kind of sleepy on the news site. So here we go. First one. Uh, this actually, we talked about this uh, streamer a couple months back, I think it was, that he was going, he was preparing to set a world record for playing games. Uh, and I think the actual, the official record was um, 30 days, like the, uh, it's not written anywhere. Is it an official Guinness world record? Now that I'm thinking, I don't know if it was a I don't remember Guinness it saying an official Guinness record. I don't think it was official, no. But, uh, but, but yeah, so, over, record, so right. over the 30 days, um, who could play the most video games over the course of 30 days, basically. The previous record, I believe, was 570. Um, yeah, 570 hours by Andrew Giant Waffle Bodine. So this new record holder uh, streamed for 572 <laughs> hours. He beat the world record by just two hours. But can you imagine... 
Oh, I can imagine. Can you imagine but, that? <laughs> but 572 hours? Is that 572? 572. In 30 days, 572 hours. I got to tell you, I know that Garrett and I have already proven on air, on the show, so many times that we are amazing at math. I didn't know there was that many hours in a month. So here, I actually had it wrong. I read, read the, misread the article. Giant Waffles guy who just b- broke the record um, this month. So he, he has his little stats right here. So 30 days, 30 19-hour streams. So that's what he would do. He would stream for 19 hours and sleep for, what's that, five hours, get back up, stream for 19 hours. He did that for 30 days in a row. Uh, so he was able to do 572 hours and 40, uh, 44 minutes, I believe that is. Um, which is insane. So he did that all through, uh, I guess he would have started right at the beginning of November. Okay. So, so the previous record holder was Jay Biggs with 569. So he actually beat it by- What, what was this gentleman's name? Hours. The guy who broke the record the is- The gentleman giant, is the record now. Andrew Giant Waffle Bodine. Andrew Giant Waffle Bodine. So here's what I want you folks to- Bodine. I don't know. I think it's Bodine. But here's what I need you folks to do. Go look up Andrew Bodine online. You could probably- Giant Waffle on Twitter, at Giant Waffle. At Giant Waffle He's kind of a big name streamer. A lot of people know about him. (laughs) I want- Well, those of you who don't know what he looks like, I'm going to tell you. Let me paint a picture for you exactly right now what this gentleman looks like. If he had this many hours in the day to be able to stream and play video games- more than likely, this gentleman is unemployed. He has no job. That's not true. Shut up, Garrett. His, he, his job is streaming. He literally probably makes like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month streaming. That's why he did this is because this, that's his job. This news <laughs> being brought to me right now as we speak is killing every bit of my bit. I'm sorry. That's not good. Okay, can, can, carry I was on. hoping. Forget, you know what? Forget can, I said Forget that he things. said that. Forget can I you, said this. Okay, carry on. Okay, scratch back that part. Wait for it. Okay, so I'm gonna cut it right here. So now you can start. Great. I'm gonna edit out what I said before. You promise? So you can start right now. You told me that before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. You have to trust me on this one. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. So what I was gonna say is, uh, we could very easily. I don't, what is that? What was I gonna say? I, I honestly you, lost it. I don't know. I figured you were going to ramble on for a few minutes, so I was just checking my Twitter. So The giant waffle. More than likely, this gentleman is well over 400 pounds. I'm just going to say he's a, he's over four, four bills. Got to be. He's a big boy, and he lives with his mom and dad, not necessarily a basement. I realize that's a trope, but I'm going to tell you, if it is a two-story house, more than likely he's on the single story. When you get to be that large, you're not going to be using the knees that much to go up and down. He more than likely has a day bed. And just lays on it all the time in order to play video games. And you can't tell me any different. I don't care what the internet says. Okay. The internet is never right about these things. There's actually a picture of him here in the store if you okay. want, if you well, want to see it. Okay, well, let's pull it up. I'll look at it. It's actually, then... actually a good looking dude, not going to lie. Okay. Looks like he's uh, not 400 pounds, but... Okay. Well, but actually, you know what? We can't see his whole body in the picture. It's just a headshot. So for all we know... Okay, so is this a picture we're looking at right now? That is him, yes. That is a that is a picture we're looking at. Okay, right now. I'll tell you folks right now, this gentleman should not be out in public. He really should not be out in public. He's a danger to society. This is why he's home streaming. He's too good looking. Extremely, extremely hot. Damn. <laughs> well, there you have of it. Of course he had to be super chiseled. There of course the man had to be a Greek god. <laughs> why could it never work out for me, Gary? 
I mean, we have a YouTube channel. We're, we've made it now, right? But I don't get to play. I, I get to play like 15 minutes every three weeks. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, that could change. We could go pro. Could we? We won't, make, we, we won't make any money, but we could do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could go <laughs> we could pro. Go, we could go full time and just go for it and just <laughs> and Jesus <laughs> take the wheel, you know? Yep. Hey, I'll tell you right now, hey, Andrew Bodine, Bodine, whatever we like to call you, Giant, Giant waffle. waffle, you, sir, are the man. I really would love to have I you. I wish job. I could. I, I probably haven't even played 572 hours in my entire lifetime. So. No, no. <laughs> we know for sure JJ hasn't. No, no. <laughs> man. All righty, cool. That's the first story there. Let's get over here to the second uh, st- uh, story let, you know, a mini story. Yeah. Again, story. very tiny. Keep this in mind. I actually, when reading this article earlier, because <laughs> before uh, before we did this, I read the articles this time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, uh, JJ, don't you always read the articles? <laughs> let me tell you the truth. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, but I did. I did read this uh, article, and I don't think this I'm, is actually. I don't think this is actually. A, yeah. So a JJ thing. turned to me. He's like, "This isn't news." I'm like, "Well, it is." He's like, "No, this is this is this is meaningless. This is pointless." But he, just let me explain. <laughs> so here's the story: a pic of the supposed PS5 dev kit pops up on Twitter. Space Age, the subtext subtitle is Space Age Gaming Machine or Pizza Warmer. Uh, very clever over there at IGN. Oh. They got them jokes. Uh, <laughs> this is Joseph Noop over there. If you folks need a writer, um, <laughs> I, I would love to be able to work for you guys. Or I'll even work for Giant Waffle. I don't care. They're based out of San Francisco. We could, oh. You and I get a job at IGN. We can commute together. That would work. That'd be great. Would you pay for gas? Oh, we'd split it. We'd, we could, we'd split it. 73. Okay. Better than nothing. Uh, I can't complain. Uh, So after an illustrated image of the PlayStation 5 dev kit appeared to be confirmed by a game developer last August, which we, uh, I think we talked about um, a few months back, it popped up on Twitter where, um, yeah, some pictures were floating around. People like, is this actually what the dev kit looks like? Is this rumor? Is this fake? Is it made up? Is it just Photoshopped? Uh, Well, it is now confirmed that it's pretty much exactly what it looks like. So there were some um, images posted to Twitter. Um, I think the very first one here was shared by Twitter user at alcohol alcoholicost. Very classy name. Uh, and reported on by Eurogamer uh, shows two supposed PS5 dev kits side by side, each featuring the same V-shaped design we saw in the earlier illustrated images. The Verge editor Tom Warren chimed in to confirm that those are in fact PS5 dev kits and explain the odd shape. So Tom Warren, who's an editor over at The Verge, uh, we use you know their site a lot of times for news articles. He goes on to say on Twitter, yes, this is a PlayStation 5 dev kit. The reason it's so large, which it is very large, it's, I mean, looks like it could be at least a foot across, a foot deep. But it's like a few inches thick. It's easily like five or six inches thick. Like it's big. It's <laughs> it's beefy. Um, Looks like a briefcase. So the reason it's large and V-shaped is to make them more easily stackable for devs who are running multiple stress tests. The cooling is optimized to push air out of the sides and center. Um, so yeah, it's like weird rectangular box. But then, so the bottom half is, 
solid, but then like the top two or three inches is shaped like a V. So it almost has like these weird channels and chasms where air can flow in and out of them. Um, if you can imagine that, or you can just Google PS5 dev kit and it'll pop up in a second. Um, so it has been confirmed. This is what the dev kit looks like. And the reason JJ was so like, oh, this isn't news is because this isn't indicative of what the actual PS5 is going to look like at all. Like right. this is totally pointless and meaningless. Like looking at this, it's not going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's ex I know exactly what the PS5 is going to look like now. Like this tells us nothing, yeah. uh, which you're right. Like, yeah, in that sense, it's not news. This is who cares. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because first of all, like, it's just cool to know that, okay, this tech, even though we know it's real because they've talked about it, it's a, there's just something about seeing it. Like, okay, no, this is real. Like PlayStation 5 is out there. People are developing games right now for it that we're going to be able to play next holiday, which is freaking exciting. Right. Um, and it also, yeah, it's just the kind of the proof of concept. Like, okay, there's something out there. All the pieces and parts that are going to be in my PS5 next year are in those PS5s right there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of cool knowing like there is something that exists and it's working. People are working on it, working with it. It just has, it's definitely for me anyways, just like, yeah, it's just get me hyped. So get me stoked. I just want to like, so in that sense, yeah, you're right. It's not news. It's just yeah, a well, way to get everyone all I say that, but stoked. But to, cool to play against that, sorry, to play against that, something you said earlier was you were talking about the venting. So in the yeah. photo, so there's is, such a large yeah. amount of vents all around the interior of the V and around the outside. So the fear is, is that going to be something that, oh my gosh, this is going to be like a little mini computer yeah, where so it's going to need, you know, giant wind turbines to get the heat off of it? Yeah. So that was the second thing that like I brought up to you was on one hand, it's like, oh, this is awesome. It's exciting. This is hype. I can't wait. On the other hand, like, yeah, like you said, it's like, shoot, looking at this, the fact that it's designed, these dev kits at least are designed so specifically to channel air and be as run as cool as possible. And it's pretty ridiculous looking what they did to basically, you know, get those air, <laughs> the air flowing through there. Is this going to be another kind of disaster in the sense of like, um, well, the Xbox 360 back in the day had issues with overheating. Like they would overheat and die and you'd get red ring of death. Uh, the PS3, I don't know if ever really had an issue with overheating, at least not that I ever heard of. The PS4 though is known, notoriously known for its extremely loud fans. Um, I don't know if I've, like I've never had one overheat, but it sounds like it's always on the verge of overheating, whether I'm playing the smallest little indie game, like you know, a little 2D side scroller, or if I'm playing Death Stranding, like it always sounds like a freaking jet engine. Like <laughs> it's so stinking loud. I have a PS4 Pro, but even my original PS4 that you now own, mm -hmm. I'm sure it still sounds the same yeah, way. Like it sounds absolutely. like a freaking jet taken off in your living mm -hmm. room. Um, and so it's, it's definitely an issue. It's been in gaming for a long time. Like I said, it was on the 360 PS4 has the issue. Um, is that something we have to worry about with the PS5 looking at this? How can they possibly fit this huge, ginormous box into something more form factor, compact, that's going to look nice and fit nice in your entertainment system while still keeping airflow and not yeah. like lighting on fire in your entertainment center? <laughs> I, I, I honestly believe that a dev kit is, is different in every way to what an actual console is going to be. So... Mm. I think that they're probably made like this with the idea of being room and they're going to be, you know, beaten up and everything else. So they're meant, they look very sturdy. 
So the, this doesn't look like plastic. This looks like heavy duty material. So I would say that there's a good chance that it's not going to be that large, that they'll try to keep them around the same size as the PlayStations have traditionally been. But we have to prepare ourselves that with as much technology as being put into this, uh, and the Scarlet too, the Xbox Scarlet as well. There's Do you remember a, when the Xbox of, One, the original Xbox One huge. came out, it was ginormous. It was massive. It's huge. Well, we've got one sitting right here. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean the Xbox One. Oh, you know, Like oh, this generation. Sure. I mean, yeah, that one's huge too. <clears throat> but the Xbox One that came out this generation, the f first iteration, the launch model was just... It was massive. Yeah. It was huge. It was like two times the size of the PS4 Pro, basically, mm -hmm. um, which is what I'm worried. Like, that's what PS5 needs to, like, they need to avoid that. Like, I feel like that's going to be to their detriment if it's but why, this ginormous. But why do you say that? Do you think they need to avoid that because of our, as consumers, personal preference to, we've gotten used to size of console being about that? Yeah, I 100%. Like, mm -hmm. I know that turned a lot of people off when they went and saw an Xbox One and it was enormous. So large. Um, I know, like, I saw one at, like, Walmart one time in a display cabinet. I'm like, holy smokes. Like, mm. that would literally not even fit my on my TV stand. Like, that's something you got to think about, too. Like, if it doesn't fit my TV stand, I'm not going to buy it because... I'm not going to put it on the floor. <laughs> like I'm it, not, not going to sit on my carpet. <laughs> it, it is funny to think of of things going back to being larger because now we're, we're in a society where when we make a Super Nintendo Classic and shove a bunch of games, a bunch of games all into one system, we make the system a quarter of the size. You know, so yeah, so it is like, kind of yeah. odd to think of it as potentially being larger. But yeah, we just have to prepare ourselves for the, there's a real possibility it might be. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Hope they pack a bunch of crap in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we will see. I know. Yeah, I mean they're definitely packing a bunch of crap in there. Like they've they've given us the specs, and they're they're impressive. Like the graphics card, the processing, everything in there is going to be sweet. But uh, I just hope they can fit it in something that not only fits in my entertainment system, but also looks cool. Like that's also like this is going to be on display in your living room. Mm -hmm. Like you want it to look cool. Like I don't want some cheesy, crappy looking. Like a, I know it won't look like that. But I wouldn't, I honestly would like second guess, like, oh, what am I going to do with this thing in PS5 if it looks like that? <laughs> like, you know, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to purposely try to hide it. And like, that's a pain to have to deal with. You know, I, I don't know if anybody's ever talked about this yet, but I'm very curious. So with some people going right into buying the PS5, um, what's the online play going to be like with people who are still playing those same games on PS4? Is there going to be I'm sure there'll be cross online crossplay sure with PS4 and PS5? That That's never happened, right? As far as the cross-generational um, that I'm aware of. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I th I think it is. I think it's, it exists. Currently, It's. I think it's only ever been seen on the Xbox side because a lot of the Xbox 360 games you can play on Xbox One. So I think they have it there. So it'd be a similar type thing. Where, yeah, you could play online still if you're playing a game back and forth. Um, I think it's easier now than ever because they've added cross-play support. Mm -hmm. Like if you can, if a PlayStation can play with Xbox, a PlayStation should be able to play with another PlayStation, no matter, mm -hmm. even if it's a different generation. So in the past, it might have been an issue, but I think it's going to be easier now than it ever has been going forward anyways. So with, with newer games, obviously some of anything older than like 2019 here. I think it's the cutoff. Anything older than that, crossplay doesn't really work. <coughs> um, other than, unless it was built into it, like Fortnite and <laughs> some of those other games and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. We will see. I'm All excited. Right. I'm excited for Christmas 2020. Pick me up a PS5. 
I don't know. Hopefully I have the money for it. If not, I'm going to have to steal one. <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> Might have to. But uh, I'm, I'm, we haven't figured out an actual retail on that yet. I think in the past we were thinking we we're hoping 400. I'm thinking more 500. I think where did we land at last time that somebody had suggested possibly 399 somewhere in there? Yeah, I think that was mainly, kind of a rumored price point they were going for. Yeah, mainly because of just the huge hiccup with PlayStation 3. Like one of the big reasons it really jacked up its launch was it was yeah five or six hundred dollars. I forget exactly. I uh, I was not in. I don't think I was even in the states. I wasn't in the U.S. I was living overseas when that was launched. You know, for the first time. So. Um, I forget what the launch price was, but I think it was like there's two different, couple different models, and one was like 500, one was 600. That's a lot of money for a console. I had way too much money, um, so I could see it. I think it was like I think it was 600. Um, so I could see it being yeah anywhere from four to 500. Like they have to keep it in there, even though like yeah, you're there's a lot of parts in there that are expensive. And on one hand, it's like yeah, we should pay for those parts. Like we shouldn't get it from that like a huge discount. But on the, on the other hand, like the whole point of the console was always to be uh, quote unquote, you know, cheaper, easier way to get into gaming. Like if I wanted a super expensive fifteen hundred dollar rig, I'd buy a PC. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted something that was crazy and that I could upgrade and that cost an arm and a leg, but I knew it was going to play everything at the best of the best, I'd go and buy a computer like that one we priced out last week for twenty <laughs> twenty five thousand dollars or whatever it was. Um, but uh. I think for a console, like it needs to be accessible to the general consumer. This is a product that you go to the store, you buy, you bring it home, you literally just have to plug it in the wall and it starts playing games. You don't have to put anything together. You don't have to worry about installing drivers and blah, 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 and updates and stuff. I mean, there's updates for the games now, but it's, trust me, it's way easier than installing updates for your freaking like keyboard driver it's like what the heck i don't need my keyboard just let me play the stinking game (laughs) like i mean you need a keyboard but you know what i mean um yeah it's crazy so i i feel like they have to keep it in that that price range just for just because of what the technology is um oh boy we're getting a call a call from a listener what is this (laughs) Hello, this is Garrett. Uh, you are live on Super Gamer Boys. Uh, who can I ask who is speaking? Hello, this is that podcast I've been hearing on my radio. Uh, we're we're not on the radio. We're not we're not on the radio, sir. But yeah, we you may have <clears throat> listened to us before. This, this is no, super, this is super this is Super Gamer Boys. You know, yeah. Have you listened to that one? Uh, yeah, I reckon. I've been hearing you on that podcast show I got on my cell phone. Okay. Um. I got a couple questions for y'all. Now, y'all's exterminating things on the daily. Yeah, we we are we 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 kill bugs. We kill bugs. May may I ask what your uh, name is? You, you didn't answer. What, what's your what's your name, sir? Oh, this is Clown Ricketts. That's C L E L Ricketts. Clown Ricketts. Clown Ricketts, one of our Patreon supporters. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I know that. Know some some of my money's been coming out on the monthly um, for this podcast I've been listening to now. Um. I've been hearing y'all talking about these video games every once in a while, but I've got a question. Now, was that last week y'all was talking about, uh, was it, y'all want to eat them turkeys and mashed taters and, and what was it, gravy and 
and stuffings for your Thanksgiving. Yeah, now, yeah, we were talking about our, th- our favorite Thanksgiving meals. Yeah. yeah. Y'all didn't have any turtle soup? Turtle soup, no. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I haven't have not tried a turtle soup. I don't believe no. that's an American dish, sir. Not American. <laughs> sir. Where are y'all from? Um I I think we've talked about it on the on the show. Uh, we're from California. Garrett uh used to yeah, live in New I, York. I'm, I'm from New York, you know. The big apple. That explains a lot. Oh. <laughs> I'm from somewhere right in the middle down yonder. Oh and we done we yeah. done cook a turtle up real nice. Okay. Now, I'd rather just uh, take your word on it, sir. Uh, <laughs> what what's what's kind of the what's the general uh Flavor of a of a turtle soup. I feel like uh, is it it's similar to chicken. I've heard right, something like that. More like gator. It's more similar to gator, which is um, yeah, I'd say it's a lot like chickens. It's easier to get though. They're slow. They're chickens. Slow. You ever heard the term of herding chickens? It ain't the easiest thing to do. That's pretty accurate. So, okay. You get out there. You get out there. You catch a turtle and you flip it on its back. It ain't going nowhere. And then you you just chop it up right there on the spot, oh, and you geez. put it on. Yeah, you put it up there. You put it in some water, and you get some taters, and you get turtle soup. Okay. What do we do? No. Okay. <laughs> well, the, y'all, that's, y'all, y'all. that's y'all. uh. Thanks for that that family have... recipe of yours. I can't wait to try that one later when I get home. No, no, no. You got these turtle, water, and taters. Okay. Uh, Why don't you take your word on it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, JJ, JJ plans on going home tonight and trying that one right away. If we, you know what, that's, the, that's the, I think that's the trickiest thing. We don't actually have, I don't know if I've ever seen a turtle in California. Not to say they aren't here, but I don't know if I've seen one around here, so. I do have a giant oh turtle. God. One of my customers has oh a giant God. turtle in their yard. Okay, so you're going to steal a customer's pet turtle. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Does, does, does that work? Can we steal a pet turtle? It scares me. Now, that begs the question. Now, all I ever had is alligator snapping turtle. Um, oh, those big, those that. big snapping turtles. Oh, yes, sir. yes, sir. They got to be about 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 pounds would be any good. Yeah, big range. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know what kind of customers you got. Uh, I guarantee you ain't got no 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 pounds. <laughs> Gator turtles. No, not around here. See, they gotta have they gotta have that big shell so you can cook them in it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that yeah, this is all very, very. very this, is, this is all this. very, I feel very like interesting. Peter's gonna be reaching out at any moment, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, I think we might get the podcast shut down for this I one. Have, so, uh, <laughs> wait, come on now. No, See, you ain't had no turtle soup. No turtle casserole, Nina? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, sir, we have not. <clears throat> no turtles have ever been killed on this show, folks. We have never harmed any any aquatic animals. They're, they're not aqua- don't hurt them. You just eat them. Oh, God. You don't hurt them. You just eat them. Okay. Uh, well, thanks thanks for these little uh, nuggets of uh, of wisdom here. Uh, I Like I said, JJ, I think he's going to cook some up later tonight, and I hope he shares with me to, with lunch tomorrow, and we'll... Uh, We'll get back to you with uh, with our thoughts. How about, how about that? <laughs> I tell you what, if y'all boys ever want to come down to Southern Louisiana, I'll cook them up. Oh, you're real nice. Have a good night now. 
All righty. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for calling in. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear from you next time. Oh, yeah. Sign up. I'll see you all later. All right. See ya. Dude, I got a taste in the back of my mouth that tastes like a booger, like a wet booger. Well, that's disgusting. New lows, man. Animal cruelty. I mean, it's not, though. I mean, it's just hunting. I'm pretty sure they're aquatic. No, that's how I picked up the southern accent. I, know, I don't know. We're just talking like, to Clay for a few I minutes. I can't help myself. <laughs> I just, I declare. And you know, there's one southern person listening to this podcast right now, and they're saying to themselves, that Garrett is so offensive with his over the top <laughs> southern drawl. Uh, well, thank you so much, Clay, for writing in or <laughs> calling in. I don't know how he got my number. Um, <laughs> my but, stuff uh, to do him on Twitter. Yeah, but thanks for the call, and uh, like I said, hopefully JJ comes back next week with uh, some turtle casserole for us to try on air. Not going to happen. I'm, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. All right, well, he say we get into this third news story before someone else calls and yeah. regales us about something gross we need to eat. Right. Um, so this last one also isn't really a news story. <laughs> <clears throat> so a couple of weeks ago, the... Game Awards nominees came out, um, and we didn't really get to talk about them because we had a bunch of other stuff to talk about and do, and I'm like, perfect, this week we have nothing, and next week is the Game Awards, which, by the way, I will be streaming the the Game Awards live next Thursday, I believe it is, the 12th, December 12th. Uh, They start at 5.30, they go until 9 o'clock. I will be here doing live reactions on our stream. So you can watch it live any like other places without me if you don't want to see my face or talk to me or hear what I have to say. Um, and hopefully JJ will be there too. I I'm, keep saying I, but that's because JJ has not confirmed I whether or not he will be there. I have not confirmed nor denied <laughs> that I'm going to be there. But uh, supergameboys.com slash Twitch. Uh, you can go follow our channel if you do that right away today. Every time we go live, you'll get an email and a notification. So next Thursday around 5 o'clock or so, 5.30, uh, you'll get an email saying, oh, Super Gamer Boys are live. Then you'll know to go over and give us a watch over there. Um, If you don't immediately jump over to watch the stream, you have 30 seconds, you will be shocked really hard and you'll probably evacuate your bells. Jeez. Okay. No, I mean, that's that wasn't something <laughs> that a... I instituted. You need to like possibly go to uh, support over at twitch.tv. <laughs> twitch.tv slash support. Um, I hope they get like a bunch of bunch of emails. Like, why? Why am I getting shocked? Shocked and <laughs> evacuate my bowels. <laughs> I don't know why they set it up like that, folks. Yeah. Supergamerboys.com slash twitch. You can go. <laughs> oh my gosh uh, the things you say uh, and you can watch uh, live reactions of uh, the game awards over there with us so it'll be fun it'll be cool I think with uh, as long as you show up JJ that's the only reason it's going to be good so uh, that's not true people people don't come whenever I do streams that's, it's only when you're there that they that's come that's not so. true I, my wife recently watched your stream yeah, your wife was there when I did the Death Stranding stream that's she was right. great and then, then I was like, you watched him play, but you wouldn't let me go. So you go, so how does that work? I don't, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> um, so here we go. Here are the nominees for the Game Awards 2019. Uh, let's start off with the big ones here. Game of the Year. Uh, Control was nominated. Death Stranding. Super Smash <clears throat> Brothers Ultimate. Resident Evil 2. Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. And The Outer Worlds. Um, so I 
So what I'm going to do with some of these categories is if you have a vote of your own, I want you to throw it out there. So what would you pick if you have a pick? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to win? Yeah. And I think that's good there. So if you don't have if you don't have a pick, you don't have to say anything, but I at least want to hear like what do you think is going to win this category? Sure. So game of the year, if you hear Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shattered Die Twice, In the Outer Worlds. Okay, so before we went over the list, I had never heard of Control before. So I was curious what that one was. So we watched a YouTube trailer of it uh, right before we started the podcast. And I got to tell you, it's got a really interesting gameplay and looks looks amazing. And there's a reason why it's on this list. It looks so different from how other games play. There's an aspect of telekinesis where you're controlling objects and using them to throw them at people hitting people with a lot of telekinesis uh, abilities and stuff like that. So it looks like a lot of fun, that game. I would love to be able to play it. Having not played it, I bet it's going to do really, really well in the voting. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. That's the type of stuff that people love, is that different gameplay and uh, bringing something totally different to the the table. Hmm. Uh, As far as games that I have seen and played a little of, um, really... Resident Evil 2 on this list, Resident Evil 2, as well as yeah, Death Stranding. Resident Evil 2 is a good one. I didn't get to really play or get any story beats with Death Stranding, so it's hard for me to to make a judgment call based mm-hmm. on not having a whole lot of knowledge, but just based on what I see and the feelings that uh, were in me in playing the game, I'm going to say Resident Evil 2 is the best mm-hmm. game of the year. I, I love the story. It's really simple, easy to follow because it's, you know, basically the same story from the 90s. It's very yeah. easy. It's very base. And it's the thrills just kept coming every minute that I played the game and it, it never seemed to dissipate. How do you feel about a remake winning game of the year, though? Okay, that's that's the funny thing. It does so, feel weird. It feels like, yeah. should that be? I think yes, because yeah. it, it it is a fully fleshed out Game. It, it, it's a similar story, but there's so much that they changed absolutely. for this update. I, I feel the same way. I think it. It totally feels like is a cool. different game. Yes, yeah. there's like a, a, a wishbone of the game with the characters and stuff like that. But not, it, not a backbone. A wishbone. A wishbone. Yeah, because you want to break it. Jeez. Maybe like a fishbone, you know, because there's like a whole lot of them. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> there was bones um, in it. I don't know. Man, for me, I. I think it'll be between Death Stranding and Resident Evil 2 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would vote Death Stranding. Um, and I haven't even played a ton of that game either. Uh, well, I've put in over 20 hours, like 22, 23 hours, but I'm still in like chapter three. I'm very early on. That's because I'm like really taking my time and doing a bunch of side quests and everything and loving every second of it. Um, so what, what makes you say when you, when you look at each of those two games, what about Death Stranding feels different, bigger, or better, or feels more game of the year compared to Resident Evil 2? I mean, wh- why is Death Stranding a cut above for you? Where is it, where is it strong yeah, points? Where is it um, For me, I think Resident Evil 2 was amazing. Uh, I thought they did an incredible job with the remake and especially updating that story in the gameplay to make it feel fresh and new and making it feel like a a new game, essentially. Um, I loved the story. I love that they broke it up into like you could play the two different stories, Leon's story and then Claire's story. Um, I guess, or not Leon, it was Chris Redfield, right? Or no, it is. It is Leon. No, I was right. It's It's Leon. Leon. Um, Chris is from the first game. Uh, 
<clears throat> Leon and Claire. I don't know. There's something. It still didn't feel. I don't know. There's just something about it. it just didn't feel as big of a game to me. And if that makes any sense, like it felt like an it was still an amazing game and I loved it, but it did not have that wow um triple a in your face factor like death stranding had i guess um there's something about it it just feels so huge and um this grandiose and just i don't know like so the so you're basically so I think, saying the scope of the thing just yeah the, so the so not side. only was is like the world amazing in the game and the characters are great and the story is interesting and the graphics are insane um and the physics are amazing but then even like the whole you know mythos almost of like kojima productions and what's gone into this game and then also uh i don't know there's like such so much i feel like there's so many groundbreaking things in death training like um the type of game that it is like i don't think i've ever played any other game that was essentially a you know a delivery man simulator <laughs> but like i know that's, that's like extremely reductive because it's not that at all but to in to an extent like it is like there's a lot of just like carrying packages back and forth through the mountains like it's a hiking simulator it's a delivery man simulator it's uh <clears throat> they also like with all the physics yeah like carrying things on your back and like the weight distribution and like it's so it's this whole like inventory management on like the next 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 level above anything else you've ever had in a game um I don't know. There's just like a million like little things in Death Stranding that add up to like such a huge thing. It's like, no, this game is different. This game is, I, th I feel like there's a lot of things that Death Stranding did that's going to change games from here. On. So, I th so I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's what makes, I think I finally got to the root of it. That's what makes me think it's game of the years. There's things Death Stranding did that I think other games are going to start doing now. Like that it had a huge impact. Where Resident Evil 2 didn't do anything that's going to like affect games forever. I feel like no, they definitely didn't do anything groundbreaking. They were yeah. reinventing the wheel. Not, not to say it was not amazing, but I feel like Death Stranding is like, oh, there's some cool systems and gameplay mechanics that could be added to other games that will make other games really stinking cool. Now that like people are like, oh, this is a thing that we can do and that people enjoyed, people liked, like they're cool. Yeah, just parts of the game. So I think it'll be Death Stranding, and that would be my vote too. But it, like I said, it's it was it's for my vote. It's really close between the two, like honestly, like it's not like, yeah, it's not like uh, screw Resident Evil Two. Like it was a good game. Like, no, it's honestly on any other day. Like I might actually, well, actually lean a little more towards Resident Evil Two. But at this point, I'm thinking Death Stranding. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the next category. And these next ones we don't need to go super in depth with is either with the discussions. But game of the year, I feel like is. Kind of an important one. <clears throat> um, best game direction, uh, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, <clears throat> Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. Not to be confused with the Outer Worlds. So Outer Worlds is what was nominated for Game of the Year. Outer Wilds is what was uh, nominated for Best Game Direction. So they, they have very similar names, but they are different. Um, I never played Outer Wilds. I played Outer Worlds, um, but yeah. I For game direction, I think I'd have to go with... I think I might go with Resident Evil 2 on that one. Yeah, it's the story is very lineal, but the cutscenes are done so well. Yeah. I could easily see that that 
winning for direction in that. And again, I, for me, it's really close between the two, Death Stranding and Resident Evil 2. But at this point, what I've seen of, <laughs> what little I've seen of the Death Stranding story, I really enjoyed. But I, like I said, I'm only in chapter three. I'm really early on. Um, so I feel like I can't give it that stamp of approval without seeing at least half of, or like three quarters of, you know, what's actually the game direction. Like at this point, I know very little, even with all the hours I put into it. Um, so I think Resident Evil 2 should win that one. That's one I'd vote for. Um, best narrative, uh, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. Uh, I think out of that list, I have not played Control. What I've heard of Control is that it does have a really interesting story. Um, but I think out of all those, I'd have to go with Death Stranding for, for best narrative. Just because Outer Worlds, like I did play a little bit and that was the one, like, yeah, I put a few hours into it. I just could not, like within those first couple of hours, like oh, they do like four or five hours, the narrative didn't grab me. Like it didn't suck me and I didn't want to play more. So for that, I feel like a, you can't give it best narrative. It obviously didn't grab me or suck me in. So for some people, I know it did the trick, but for me, not so much. Um, I don't know. What yeah. do you think? You didn't really play any I, of those games. I didn't, but... so it's really hard for me to, to make a judgment. Yeah. Which which one do you think would win, though? I think that Death Stranding is going to win. I, yeah. Because I think the narrative that's being told through through the way that that game was, mm -hmm. was put together and directed is really beautiful. And from all of what I've heard from the other games, for me, the narrative just stands out on the top of the page. There's something mm -hmm. really special about this game. Yeah. There's a reason why it's so polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. You're not really hearing a lot of in between. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Very polarizing. Um, so the next one is best art direction, control, death stranding, Greece, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So this one I I could see it either going to control. Or I could honestly see it going to Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So, because Control, we watched that trailer. Yeah, and, and it's it was, interesting it's, you say that because I actually was thinking Control. Yeah, so Control, like we watched that trailer, it's, it is really beautiful. It's really amazing. And that was one of the things I remember from a lot of the reviews. People were like, it honestly, especially on PC, it's one of the most beautiful games a lot of people have played. And like I, a lot of, if you go to YouTube, there's uh, as ray tracing capability. So you can like play it with ray tracing on like the lighting is just insane through the game. See, and from based on the trailer, that's one of the things that I told you, like, how did we miss this when it came yeah. out? <laughs> um, but then Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening has one of like the cutest little art style. Like I love what they did with... Uh, with this remake, like, I don't know, I'm showing JJ some pictures here because I don't know how much he's really seen, but like, they, have, they, yeah. they took a Game Boy game and like made it like look like little little toys and like little 3D world. It's like, it's so cute. Um, like, it looks all like a little plasticky kind of 3D world, kind of soft. And um, I don't know. I, so I really feel like, um, I do like what they did with it. Let's look very, very colorful. Yeah, they. It's I can see the art style is pretty cool. So for me, I honestly think um, that would be my vote is Link's Awakening, and but I think Control will win. Yeah, I would vote for Link's Awakening. I didn't get to play Link's Awakening as another one where it came out in a month where a bunch of games came out, so we bought those other games other than this. 
but I want to get back and play this game really bad. And but just what I've seen, it's like it's the most beautiful game I've I've seen. Like just through trailers and stuff, obviously. Um, so that would be my vote. But I think the winner is going to be Control. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like Control is going to take it in that. Uh, not that I have a whole lot of firsthand experience from Link's Awakening, but Control looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, best score in music: uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay, I know for a fact that you've played a couple of those games. A couple, yeah. few of them. I know Cadence of Hyrule. You played quite a bit. Yeah. So what what's standing out to you here? So I really really enjoyed Cadence of Hyrule on Switch. Uh, awesome soundtrack. It was basically like a a dance version of all the Legend of Zelda tra uh, tracks that we loved back in the day on the you know Nintendo and Super Nintendo and mm -hmm. Game Boy. Like they basically took all those classic songs that we know from Zelda and just danceified them and like really like made them really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that music, but in Kingdom Hearts Three is always known for having amazing soundtracks and awesome music too, and a lot of like kind of Disney themes mm -hmm. and stuff because that's what it is. It's all like Disney is, has like everything. Disney has great <laughs> great songs. Yeah. Um, but honestly, and this is going to sound like, so I, I think out of these ones. I know what you're going to say, and I'm totally in agreement with you. I think, hmm, I think Kingdom Hearts 3, well, I don't know. I don't know who will win this. It'll either be Kingdom Hearts 3 or Cadence of Higher mm. Rule, maybe. Okay, you actually went a different direction. I, I, those are the ones I think will win. Mm-hmm. But I would vote for Death Stranding. Okay, that's what I was going to say. And the only reason why is, yes, a lot of the game doesn't have a lot of music. It's very quiet, very silent. But when it does, the score, like the instrumental like orchestral score, is so beautiful, so great, so perfect. Um, and then also there's all the songs that they, um, that Hideo Kojima had these artists like make songs inspired by the games that are in the game. And to be honest, I made a... Spotify playlist um, of all the songs and stuff because I had it playing in the background of our Death Stranding stream. Uh, I think he posted the link on our social media to that Spotify's playlist. So if you want to go listen to some of the songs I played on the stream, um, most of the songs on that playlist are songs from the game. And uh, I literally listen to that playlist every chance I get. Like I've put so many hours into that playlist because I love not just the orchestral soundtrack, like the score, but also those songs like uh, by Low Roar, like it's one of the artists that are like most of, a lot of the songs are Low Roar. Yeah. And then there's actually an album called Timefall that is actually like, I think they were paid by Kojima Productions essentially and Sony to make these songs inspired by the game. Um, and it's, you can find the album on Spotify as well as type in Timefall and it'll show all these songs. There's like 12 songs or something all, yeah. and they're all in the game as well. They're all in the game that you can listen to on your little music player. But, uh, I've listened to some of the music from every one so of the good. games. I've listened to music from every one of them. And uh, yeah, the Disney stuff is all lovable and awesome. I can see that winning. I think that Death Stranding is far and away the best yeah. music. Having played Resident Evil, Resident Evil had great music. It really did. It built. Resident Evil was not nominated for this. So. No, 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 no. Oh, but okay. I'm, you're just saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying that's one of those games that yeah. had great music that. It was so light and just able to get you on edge. And yeah, get you it was at really this, good at the at tens, this, building the, tension. The tension was amazing, incredible. It was just done with slight music. It, it's so easy. Uh, the way that Death Stranding's music 
builds stuff up inside of you. It wells up emotions yeah. that you didn't know that you have. Like that coming is beautiful. That's the second thing I noticed. First thing was, oh my gosh, this looks incredible. But in playing it and listening to the soundtrack, I was blown away. I'm like, this music is so different. Like from coming everything coming else. up over the the crest of a mountain, the peak of a mountain. And all of a sudden, like you see like the sun starting to come up a little bit and there's a city down there. And as you're coming up and over this, this music is slowly building in and it's just, just emotional and like epic enough. It's like, oh man, this is awesome. Like this feels like I, this is like the bet, like a, you know, the, the, you know, the epic scene in like a movie or something as you right. like riding it out down into the city or something. It's like, I feel like such a, you know, badass right now. Like it's so cool. Um, yeah, I think Death Stranding should win i don't know if they will just because um i don't know if how many people will count some of those other songs i i technically like i think they should count those uh like the low roar songs and stuff like that with i think some people are when they read this they think just the orchestral score but even still and yeah. on its own the orchestral score is amazing mm -hmm. so that's that's my thought there um best audio design call of duty modern warfare Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, this one is actually a toss-up between Call of Duty for me and Resident Evil 2. Call of Duty, playing through the campaign, the sound effects in that in the story are so great, so incredible. They really did a good job. Like good job. I think this is the game that has the best sounding guns I've ever heard. Like the guns mm. sound super realistic. Um, explosions sound great people yelling people talking the use of music in different scenes like i i i think call of duty is going to be up there but i honestly think in the end this will go to resident evil 2 i think it should and that, i was just going to say resident evil 2 will probably take this one because and some of the things I that i was talking for. about yeah. are more than just the score it's more about all the other sounds that come in, you know, uh, a zombie, you know, shuffling and, and rubbing its feet on the ground as it's walking. It's when the dragging. music, when the music cuts out and you hear what you're right. saying, like the shuffling or the dragging or the, you know, the, the gurgle, 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 gurgle. Yeah. Gurgle. It's right. just like, and you know, you're in, the, you're in the pitch black darkness and you know something's there. The so hair that, on the back of your neck stands up and you're like, no stinking way. That's, that's the best <laughs> thing about, about that is all the sound yeah is one of the things that builds up that tension for you, you watch that and play that game in the dark mm. it is amazing yeah. it'll make a grown man get a little you know i might want to turn the, the side light on <laughs> it's a good one uh best performance ashley birch as pavardi holcomb in the outer worlds courtney hope as jesse faden in control laura bailey as kate diaz in gears five mads mickelson as cliff in death stranding Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control, and Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. Uh, so, yeah, best performance by an actor slash voice actor. I I think Mads Mikkelsen should get this. Um, and that's, to be honest, I haven't even seen him in, like I haven't even really gotten to a part in the game with him in it. I know it's going to, like he's later on in the game, but what I've just seen from trailers and stuff, like he's so amazing. Like I, I, I have to give this to Mads. And I watched. I was watching this little documentary where they were um, talking about some making of stuff, and they were talking like they showed some Mads Mikkelsen, like him, like in the black suit with all the white balls all over him, the motion tracking stuff, uh, motion capture. And just watching that, I'm like, holy cow! Like 
he's so freaking amazing at acting. And that's like with no spe- no digital effects, no nothing. Like it wasn't gameplay. It was literally him in a white room with a bunch of white balls on him. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, like he's a really good actor. So awesome. I I would vote for Mads on this one. Uh, I, I honestly am extremely super bummed that uh, they do not have... Um, uh, Oh, shoot. I just totally blinked on his name. I was going to say it. It was one of those things where I was thinking about it too much, and now I just slipped my mind. Uh, give me one second. <laughs> I oh, know. I love it. Oh, no. I was. It was Mr. Like, Perfect just totally tripped on his own perfection. What was his name? I was literally like about to, it was coming out of my mouth. I was going to say it, and then I froze up there. Um, I mean, to take some wild stabs? Uh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker should get it. He was the voice of, you know, from The Last of Us. He was Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, and he's been in a ton of other games. He was in Uncharted 4. I think he played Drake's brother because Nolan North played Drake, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Drake. Um, but yeah, Troy Baker, if it's if you, you play a game and you loved it, like Troy Baker was probably in it. He's been in every like freaking amazing and game Nolan ever. North, the two of yeah, them Nolan are, North, are in everything. They're unstoppable. They're and, like, and they're best buddies and have a, a great YouTube channel as well that, yeah. that I love to watch. But Troy Baker played uh, Higgs in Death Stranding, which is what my mask up there is from um, that I wore on the Death Stranding stream if you want to go watch that, supergameboys.com slash YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, again, I've only seen him just a little bit in my gameplay and I'm already like so in love with him. I'm like, his character is crazy. Like he's so good. And not only, because in the past Troy Baker was like, he's a voice actor. But like in Death Stranding, especially like they did facial scans. They did it like in this game. He he's like he's an actor. Like he's acting now. Like it's not just using his voice. He's and I know he, they did that for The Last of Us too. Like they actually motion capped a lot of stuff for The Last mm-hmm. of Us. But it wasn't his face. It wasn't his facial features and stuff. So to get into this game, it's like oh, like Higgs looks like Troy Baker. Like it doesn't. It doesn't look like someone else. It's it's Troy Baker in the game. Just like Mads Mikkelsen looks like Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Norman Reedus looks like Norman Reedus. So I think Troy Baker got kind of shafted on this one. Like it was, he should have been nominated for sure for Higgs. Cause that's honestly, that's my favorite character so far, uh, in, in Death Stranding. Keep in mind, so. you're still early yet. You've only been uh, a smidge in the game. I know. And that's the thing. I smidge in the game. I've already fallen in love with him. Like, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. Troy Baker is amazing. And so is Nolan North. Uh, I just can't get enough of watching those guys play old video games. And uh, right now they've been playing a series where they're actually playing Uncharted. So you could actually go and watch them. And they're playing through The Last of Us. Oh, nice. They, I think they're doing them both at the same time. They're doing Uncharted 2 playthrough with Nolan. And then they're very doing cool. Last of Us playthrough, uh, which was the game that Troy was in. So pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, but yeah, so best performance, I think it'll go to Mads. I I mean, obviously all of these voice actors are insane. Ashley Birch is great. Courtney Hope, Laura Bailey. Like these are all some amazing voice actors and, and just actors in general. Like I said, a lot of these games now, people are straight up acting and they're no longer just using their voice. They're actually acting in them because they're, they're doing a lot of motion capture for most modern games nowadays. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I'm going to s- just read a couple of these. We're not going to talk about them, but just so everyone knows what's going on. Games for Impact, Concrete Genie, Grease, Kind Words, Life is Strange 2, Sea of Solitude. I haven't really played any of those games, so I don't really have any input on that. Best Ongoing Game, Apex Legends, 
Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I've played four of those games out of those five. Uh, I think it should go to... Uh, I, I, go to... I, I would vote for Apex, mm. but I That's only because think, you don't like Fortnite. But I think I'd guarantee you, yeah, Fortnite's going to win. I think. Fortnite's going to win. The it... only reason I think Apex could win it is because Apex <clears> came, came out this year. So it's going to be one of those things where like, for being less than a year old, like they really are killing it. Like they're doing a good job. Like Fortnite wasn't well. Fortnite was pretty hot at the beginning too, I guess. But yeah. they they weren't as hot as they are now. Like it took them time. So yeah. I think like in a couple of years, like if the whole battle royale thing is still going, like Apex I think could be killing it a couple of years too. But I don't know how how hardcore this Fortnite craze is gonna. It- going to continue you know my son says that when he's a grown man he's going to work for fortnite or whatever i'm like okay okay because you can work for fortnite but but you know what i I don't try to discourage him um i I don't tell him like you can't work for fortnite son you'd have to work for (laughs) epic games yeah but but i i digress uh basically um i just want to be able to uh remember what i was saying i started to say something i had a whole point and i got lost Cool. You want to move on to the next category? If we can, that'd be great. Uh, Best independent game, Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, which Katana Zero is stinking awesome. I would vote for that one. Uh, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, So Katana Katana Zero is the only one I played, and I freaking love that game, so I would vote for that one. I don't think it'll win. I think Untitled Goose Game will get it, just because when that game came out, it was all over twitter like everyone was just like making memes and jokes and like loving it like raving about how amazing it was um so i think i'll win just because of the sheer like publicity it got where katana zero was an amazing game as well it got awesome reviews but it didn't get like the whole you know twitter social media treatment just because it was like more like a it was a quiet hit like people loved it but people didn't like display it all over social media so I remembered what it was I was going to say. I basically was just going to say that Fortnite kept reimagining what they were doing, and they keep doing that consistently, and it keeps them hot. It might not be as big in the future as it is right now, but I think this game is going to stick around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to yeah. be like one of those World of Warcrafts where like there's still going to be a <sighs> Boy, heavy contingent not. of people who play it. I hope you know? not. <laughs> um Let's see. I'm going to skip some of these categories because, yeah, we're getting into some ones that don't really matter. Like, yeah, mobile game, community support, VR, AR game. Best go and get coffee guy. Uh, uh, There we go. Uh, Best action game, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. I would vote for, and I I think it would win. I hope it would win. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I think that one has to win action game. Um. Like that, like I said, after playing that campaign mode, it blew my mind. Like, I could not believe how good the story was and the action was in this game. Like, they did such a good job with this Call of Duty. Like, they put a lot of heart in it. It wasn't, it didn't feel like, even though it it still is, like Call of Duty is a yearly thing that comes out every single year, this one had a little more heart in it that made it actually feel like, oh, this isn't just a cash grab, mm-hmm. even though it, it was. Okay, yeah. But it's like, it had, it, it tricked you into thinking like, oh man, this is a really awesome heartfelt story and like really good action. Like I loved some of like the shooting 
like the set pieces they they put you in the shooting always feels good in those games the running the everything like it just felt good to play is awesome action game a lot of cool uh stuff happening the multiplayer is great so i i think that will win it and that's my vote are you still playing the multiplayer um, you're kind of you're busy right now. I'm I'm busy with some other games. Mm -hmm. I think I went back like once, like last mm -hmm. week actually, mm -hmm. like earlier last week. I played for a little bit, but not as much as I was before. Yeah, cool. but I think they're they're releasing their first map pack this week or next week actually, um, and that will be, uh, and that's all supposed to be free. I think where in the past you had to pay for map packs. But with this one, they're like, we don't want to segregate the player base, especially since it's on different systems and there's cross-play between consoles and everything. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you know, everything's going to be free. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Good on you, Call of Duty. Um, best action adventure game, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, what do you think about this one? Well, I can easily see Borderlands doing really well uh really? That, yeah that game is really yeah. awesome i can see it doing really well i haven't played enough of death stranding to know if it's the best action game of the year so i can't really you know comment action, on action it. adventure action game? adventure yeah, yeah I, I mean it's it's really hard to make that yeah. assertion when i haven't played enough of it mm -hmm. i would suggest it's probably going to win because it, i bet this is going to be like hideo kojima's year man Death Stranding's probably well, going to so clean call, up and call take of, a lot of these. Call of Duty wasn't nominated for Best Action Adventure. It was nominated for Best Action. No, I didn't say Call of Duty. Uh, oh, did you say... Oh, uh, did, did no, you I'm mean talking Control? About, what's that? Did uh, you mean Control? I meant Control. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. I, I think that Death Stranding is going to take it. As I see mm -hmm. Death Stranding probably cleaning up and just wiping the floor with a lot of these victories. My my only thing with, I feel like it's not an action adventure game. Like I'm surprised it got nominated for that. Like it has a it's it's an adventure game, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of action. So I feel like for it to win action adventure is kind of a. It'd be there's a little. Not action, it'd be, but I think it'd be a little. The idea of the of the adventure of traveling and the scope and size. I think that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, but again, this is action adventure, and mm -hmm. I feel like if. If we were not wanting to get action adventure, I think you're right, where it's either going to be Borderlands 3 or Resident Evil 2, and I would vote for Resident Evil 2. Mm. Not that I don't love the adventure aspect of game uh, Death Stranding, but this is action adventure, not just adventure. And there's not a lot of action in Death Stranding. There is action. When the action happens, though, you've, you've admitted it's good. It's yeah, good. it's good action, yeah. But I feel like it would do this kind of award like a I don't know disservice giving it to that it'd do both the award and the game a disservice because it's not necessarily an action adventure game and yeah. I just feel like it goes both ways where it's like uh, like I think Death Stranding absolutely if there was an adventure game category which there isn't like it would deserve that but I just feel like it's not an action adventure I think uh, I honestly would vote for Resident Evil 2 I think <clears throat> but I think it'd go between that and Re Borderlands 3 um, let's see. A lot of these other ones, like we've said, we haven't really played a ton of these games. Um, because a lot of games come out in a year and Patreon only covers so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's just touch on best family game because I have played pretty much all of these. Uh actually 
I take that back. I've only played two of them. Jeez. Mm. Actually, I've played three of them, three out of the five. So there's <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, I think or I would vote for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I think I think that'll win it. I think Smash Brothers Ultimate gets it no problem. That is such a huge game. It's literally the biggest Smash Brothers ever. It has every Smash Brothers character from every game in one game. Uh, and even though it came out last year, it's technically a 2018 game. It was one of those things where it came out after it was eligible for Game of the Year last year. So I think it could easily smash and take Family Game for sure. And honestly, I think I think it'll... I kind of... Back to our Game of the Year discussion, I think it could be a contender for Game of the Year as well. It sounds crazy. Uh, especially when it's going up against Death Stranding, Control, Resident Evil 2, The yeah. Outer Worlds. But Super Sm- Smash Brothers Ultimate, Super Smash Brothers in general, has a very special place in people's hearts. Uh, so so you're, I, you're thinking the aspect of you and other members of the family all playing, congregating together kind of a thing, right? Yeah. I disagree completely. I think that Super Mario Maker 2 is going to be the game uh, that takes mm. this. And the reason for that being so many people enjoy creating levels and having other people play their levels, and that becomes a really fun family event. That's what I've noticed in my family and in other families that I know that that end up getting that game, that it becomes a very big deal to play yeah. with others. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I. I haven't had that because I have Mario Maker 2 and I just haven't had that interaction with my family. Mm-hmm. Like it is like people will sit down, my family and friends will sit down and play Smash Brothers, but I've never had anyone sit down and be like, hey, you want to make a Mario level with me? <laughs> like, like, so I mean, and, a little more intimate. And that's <laughs> just, and that's just, that's just different experiences. I'm not saying your experience is yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like, that's my thought process for Death sure. or for Smash Brothers Ultimate is because there's been way more hype on the, not only just in the family circles, but even like, in the general public, like this is such a beloved game. I would be shocked if it didn't win something, this game awards and we didn't nominate it for anything else. So it has to be that, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's my thought. <laughs> it has to win something because it was a freaking amazing game. Um, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, yeah, there's a bunch more nominations, but like I said, they're either games we did not play or uh, even there's some esports stuff, which yeah, who cares about esports, you know? Nobody really does. Um, we're going a little long, but you know what? That's fine because this is our show and we can do what we want. That's true. Let's get into some new releases. Okay. So we have just, I mean, there's a few releases, but. This is kind of an odd time. Yeah. It's right before Christmas, but right most, after. Most games, I mean, yeah, most games aren't really coming out this time. The only one here that I see worth mentioning, December 3rd, Halo Reach came out on Xbox One. And, uh, but that game was already out, you know, it's a 360, 360 game, game. So, yeah. but it's just the, it's just the Xbox one master chief collection version. So it's all up res graphics and everything. So mm-hmm. go check that out, I guess. What you been playing? Okay, so I 
I, I know there was some talk on the Discord about me not playing because that's a standard theme. I didn't get to play anything. I didn't get to play anything. Well, guess what, kids? This time around, this week, I did get to play stuff, and I played a bunch of it. I worked so hard to be able to host Thanksgiving and have people come to our home and have them in our home and then kick them out of our home that on Friday I got up and I looked my wife dead in the eye and I told her straight out, sweetheart, is it okay if I just sit on the couch and play video games all day? I really need one day to just do nothing. She was so awesome. She totally let me. She did what we call, she pulled a Trudy. You know, she just let me play video games. That's what we call it at our house. (laughs) No, it was, it was great. I I did like a three-hour stretch of playing Star Wars Fallen Order, and it was amazing. The visuals of this game are breathtaking. The When airships come flying over you and you're getting, you know, blown away from the uh, the thrusters and, you know, the, the gameplay, learning how to run along edges of walls, using the force, I think I'm... I think I'm coming over to the dark side. Yeah. I'm kind of starting to love a little bit of the Star Wars stuff, man. That's awesome. And I've also been watching something because, see, I I felt guilty. You said, dude, you got Disney Plus. You got to watch The Mandalorian. So my wife was fully asleep and I busted out three episodes. And I got to tell you. So good. I love it. It's amazing. So good. It should not be that good. It should not be that good. This is movie quality stuff on TV. So much action. The characters are so well defined and colorful. A freaking baby Yoda. Need I say more? This is the way. (laughs) The way this is? hmm? Yeah. I've become one. It's so what good. I hate the most. <laughs> it's so good. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, go watch it. Yeah. Episode four came out Friday. I haven't seen it yet because we are traveling. So I'm going to try to watch it in the next couple of days. But man, it's so, so, so it's good. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, So I played a lot of Pokemon because we were traveling. So I just took my Switch to San Diego with me. Um, I beat uh, two uh, gyms. So I got two gym badges, uh, caught a bunch of Pokemon. I don't know. Things are just going. I'm really loving it. It's one of those things where it's not like knocking my socks off, but I just love Pokemon so much. I'm I'm having a blast playing it. Like there's nothing to me. There's a couple new things, but it's not like, oh man, this is insane. I can't believe it. It's just like, oh, it's just more Pokemon. But like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, it's like, I haven't played Pokemon in like 10, 15 years. So this is great. Yeah. I'm loving it. This is awesome to finally be back in this world that I've missed. Uh, and then... See, what else I do? Uh, I got a copy of Days Gone for free. I played the first 15 minutes, and to tell you what, I'm glad we didn't pay money for this back when it first came out in March or February, whenever it came out. Like, we like we were, we were going to pre-order it, and then all the bad reviews came out, and we're like, oh, no, drop yeah. this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm how, glad. How did you get it for free? Black Friday deal, baby. Buy two pre-owned games <laughs> at GameStop, get one free. You took full advantage. Heck yeah. Um, so I played like the first 15, 20 minutes of it. I'm like, oh boy, this it's is It's rough, man. That's about rough. how far I got into it's it. It's rough. And I was like, okay, that's this is just my little teaser. Mm-hmm. I have Death Stranding to beat. I have Pokemon I'm playing. I'm just going to hold off on when, Days Gone. When those other games are done, can you see yourself going, I'm going to go and, and sit down and devote four to 10 hours of getting through this? Yeah. This game? No, no, no. Once I finish those games, like, I. Yeah, I won't have anything else to play, so might as yeah. well. Like, I mean, I could, I'm sure I could find something to do in Death Stranding or something to do in Call of Duty or whatever, but I might as well. I have, a, if I have a game that I haven't played yet, like, I'm going to 
do my, you know, try my hardest to at least get into it. And then if it just doesn't grab me, then that's when it's like, sorry, got to go. I had an interesting opportunity this past week where I actually loaned out one of my games. Okay. So, it, are you sure it was your game and not one of mine? Because you have an awful lot of my games and movies. So, actually, maybe in the next couple of weeks, if you could start returning some of those, that'd be cool. <laughs> mm. yeah. So, basically, uh, it might have been one of your games. I'm not really sure. No, I have uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which is the, the ladies' version of Uncharted that mm. came out after Uncharted yeah. 4. And it is a lot of fun. My daughter Deanna's boyfriend came over the house he's a big gamer and uh, he wanted to play and he was playing the game and then I said like he got into it I said you want to borrow it and so loaned it to him and uh, then I literally after he left I started thinking like uh, that isn't Garrett's right that is mine okay no no it is mine that's mine I was going to loan that to you yeah, but I, I figured you, you're so overwhelmed with games right now games that right I figured now. that the kid can borrow it and he'll get it back to me and then you can have it after that yeah, my backlog is so big right now, right. so I have plenty plenty to play. Um, and then I also, so this is a two-parter. I have not played this game yet, but the reason I got this game, I got Gran Turismo Sport. It was 10 bucks, brand new, not even used, brand new at GameStop for 10 bucks. Uh, the reason I picked it up is because this last weekend, I watched Ford versus Ferrari. This is a film featuring Christian Bale, and uh, Matt Damon, two incredible actors. I love their stuff. If anything that has Matt Damon or Christian Bale in it, I'm probably won't. I'm gonna try to watch it. Like I love them so much. Um, this is a movie. I I didn't I did not watch one trailer going into it. I had no idea what it was gonna be about. Like just so I didn't even read a description of it. I just saw the title. I'm like Ford versus Ferrari. Um. Okay, like I think uh, I think I had a picture of an older car. I'm like, okay, it's probably in, it probably has something to do with the Ford versus Ferrari thing back in the '60s, which is exactly what it was about. I guessed correctly because I grew up. You know, my dad loved racing. Uh, I have a history with racing in the household. He raced dirt bikes and four wheelers, and then also after he got you know out of that, as became a dad, he played or he watched NASCAR. Like that was the only sport we watched in our house was NASCAR. Yes, it is a sport. Um, <laughs> and so I always loved racing. I always loved like formula one. I always loved the GT stuff, loved all anything racing. Um, and so I'm like, okay, cool. Like this has something to do with Ford versus Ferrari fight kind of like when the, when the GT 40 came out and you know, that whole thing. But obviously I didn't know the story. I knew like of the events. So I jumped in this movie and dude, this is one of the best movies, I think, actually. I'm really happy I knew nothing about it. Like, I didn't watch one trailer. I didn't want, read one description or synopsis. I just jumped into this. I love this stinking movie so much. Like, I don't know. And so a lot, a lot of the movie has to do with more of the drama behind the scenes between Carol Shelby, uh, which, you know, if you've ever heard of a Shelby Mustang or the Shelby Cobra, he's the guy who designed, created those cars, essentially. Um, it's the story of Carol Shelby, uh, and Ken Miles, uh, who was the British dude who- one of the most incredible yeah, stories of all time. And who, who, who was this one of the most amazing race car drivers back in the day and like their fight against Ford Corporation. They're supposed to be working together, but it's all like this head, like hitting, like butting heads over and over and over in the behind the scenes drama. Um, that's most of the story. 
which is really intriguing and really interesting. And I love that. And then not only that, but like, did it have an amazing story anyways, which is based on a true story, but they did such a good job with making the racing scenes so stinking awesome and so intense. Um, I was telling JJ earlier, I was like, there's times in the movie where I was like sitting forward on the edge of my seat, gripping my <laughs> my my armrest so tight, like, oh man, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? Neck and then, muscles all like, bunched neck up. Mu- <laughs> like I I left the movie so tense. Like I went home. I'm like, Trudy, I need an ibuprofen. Like I'm so sore. Like after watching oh, this man. movie, because it's so good with like the tension. Like, oh, is he gonna make? it? Is he gonna crash? Oh, is he gonna stop in time? Um, and then, or like there was even a moment I, I almost, I was like this close. I was so close to standing up and cheering. I was about like, yes, yeah, like screaming, like in celebration because it was so cool. It's awesome when a movie can like, make you feel emotions who, like that. Like it's the most bizarre thing because there's like a scene where, yeah, he's, he has like his hand on the shifter and he's behind this car and he's, you know, drafting behind him and you're waiting for him to slingshot around and pass him. And he's just like, not yet, not yet not yet and then he's like now and they made that scene so stinking cool when he all of a sudden slams it boom you hear the this gear slam in uh, it slams in the gear hits the gas boom flies around and for like it sounds like so stupid like he just passed a guy but it, they make it so cool and so intense and so awesome i'm like oh this movie is so good that's amazing so even though this is like seem you may think it seems like some ho- hokey weird yeah. racing movie like it's really good they did such a good job with like the drama and the story and then making the racing like really <clears throat> interesting and fun to watch almost like you're watching it like live in front of you so and go like also before i went and saw it, i'm like is this something i actually want to see in theaters and after watching it i'm like yeah this is awesome like the sound design is so good like hearing race cars like sound like they're coming around you like all of a sudden it's a camera shot of like the front of the car and you hear on your right side like zoom like fly by you and on your left and stuff like that or things flying like it was just so cool i honestly recommend seeing it in theaters just for the sound of it or like when it um they first fire up the race cars for the first time it's loud like it's almost just like you want to cover your ears but it's like sounds realistic like that's if you go to a racetrack that's what it's like like race cars are loud like you need air earplugs and that's what it is almost like in some of these scenes where it's like the engine's like roaring and it's like man i i know i probably sound like a madman i I want to see it i was so shocked like when i walked out of there i was like i this might be my movie of the year, honestly. Wow. Like, remember, Marvel's Avengers Endgame came out this year, yeah. and I honestly think I like this movie better. <laughs> like, wow. Like, this movie was really good. I really highly recommend everyone go see it in theaters if you can. If you can't, rent it as soon as you can. This is a really stinking good movie. Like, it might be one I buy and just have on my shelf so I can go back and watch later. Oh, wow. It was, a, it was beautifully shot. Like awesome writing, dialogue, story, everything. It was just top notch. Yeah, so. being somebody who listens to the Adam Carolla podcast, I shared with with you earlier on today. Adam Carolla actually came out with a documentary about that whole story, Ford versus Ferrari, and it's been lauded as an amazing, amazing documentary. I haven't mm. had a chance to see it yet, but it's so funny. He actually gets asked all the time, "Hey, did did you make that documentary because of the movie?" And no, he made the documentary before mm. the movie came out. But it's a great documentary, and you should check it out. Now that you've uh, got interest in it, yeah. I would suggest checking it out. Oh, for sure. But yeah, so after watching that, I I left the uh, the theater. I'm like, I need to play a racing game so bad. Like, I got that itch. Because I grew up playing all the Gran Turismo games. My dad had all of them. He had one, two, three, four. I had the fifth one on PS3. And then... Uh, 
let's see. Well, this is, I think, the sixth one, Gran Turismo Sport. Um, and I never played this one, never got it. I think I never touched it because they added a lot of online features. Like a lot of it you have to play online, and I thought that was dumb at first. And I'm like, after coming out of that, I'm like, I need something. I got to play a racing game. So I picked up Gran Turismo Sport for 10 bucks. It's super cheap. So go to GameStop. I think you can get it for like eight or nine bucks. Um, and new it's like nine or 10. So super cheap. And I can't wait to go. I What I want to do, I want to get to the point of the game because I, I really had to itch to race on that racetrack. Like I want to do the Le Mans racetrack there that they race on. That was always one of my favorites back in the day on the old Gran Turismo's. I'm like, that's what I want to do. I need to go back. That was the best part too about watching that movie is I knew that racetrack like the back of my hand because mm-hmm. I had raced it so many times in all the video games. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's coming up here. Like it's the hairpin corner where he has to like, after the long straightaway, he's getting up to 220 miles an hour and you got to hit the brakes at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, after playing those games and like, and jumped in this movie, I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I got the race in itch right now. <laughs> right well, I look forward to playing it after we finish the podcast. Yeah, we're going to hopefully it's been updating while the podcast while we're recording. So hopefully it's ready. We'll see. All righty. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Uh, Thank you guys so, so much for listening to our podcast and watching our video this week. Um, We very much appreciate all you guys. Uh, And if you could, if you really enjoyed it, go over to uh your favorite podcast service apple podcast is a great one give us five stars over there leave a review that's awesome too if you're watching on youtube give us a thumbs up that really really helps subscribe to our channel then you know when our new episodes come up as well uh remember you can support us patreon.com slash super gamer boys uh that helps us keep the lights on the mics on um, and keeps the games coming in for us to be able to talk to them. Uh, the more games we get to play, the better discussions we get to have when like game of the year time comes. Cause like this year, there's categories we had to skip because we just didn't know. So if come next year, we're able to play a little bit more and talk about a little bit more. It would just make things even more interesting for you guys. We can make more interesting content, like maybe a separate discussion episode where we just talk about game of the year stuff. Yeah. Obviously it's we don't, <clears throat> we don't know enough about that stuff to do that type of stuff at this point, but, um, we would love to. Uh, supergamerboys.com slash store. You can pick up some sweet merch. We got mugs like uh, that one there, some mugs. We got some stickers like that, game cartridge stickers. Um, go check it out, supergamerboys.com slash store. You guys should put those stickers on your PlayStation 4. You can turn it into a Super Gamer Boys PlayStation 4 with like my face. Yeah, on limited edition. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be the only one who ever did that. The only one. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone else that you did it. And right. then, yeah, for all you know. Right. You'd have a one of one. Yeah. Uh, you can find us during the week, supergamerboys.com. Uh, you can see all the other places you can find our show. Twitter and Instagram, at supergamerboys. Uh, I try to post um, at least some new episode stuff. And if we're doing any live streams, it shows up on usually Facebook and Instagram. Uh, not Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, though, facebook.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, I post on there once in a while. Facebook, I found. <laughs> Facebook uh, is just old guys uh, like me. It's a lot of old people like JJ on there. Um, you can find us uh, on our personal Twitters. I'm at G Morlang. I'm at JJ Purdom. Um, I tweet quite a bit, or at least I'm, I'm a retweeter. I have not a lot of original stuff, but I retweet cool stuff. I like stuff. I comment on stuff. So if you follow me and I follow you back, uh, I might comment on some cool stuff you write. So. so starting two weeks ago, I just took a big interest in Twitter. I am now. Somebody who checks Twitter every day. And so I will be more active from here on out. Okay. Yeah. I'm making that uh, my New Year's resolution to get on the tweet machine and start to 
do stuff. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I say it was going to be good stuff. I just I'm going to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. You can check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics and Facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. Awesome. Garrett, this has been a lot of fun. Hey, for you listeners that are out there listening to this podcast or viewing it via YouTube, thank you for supporting us constantly. I just, we're so thankful for you right after Thanksgiving and as we come into the Christmas season where people are going to be nicer to each other, people are going to be sweeter to each other, and they're going to be kinder to each other. We just appreciate each one of you guys constantly tuning in, subscribing to our podcast, listening to our show, and commenting on all of our social medias. Thank you guys so, so much for being a part of our stuff. So please send us money. Lots and lots of money. I knew that. I knew it couldn't stay nice and sweet, and I had to go somewhere like. <laughs> well, I, I guess this is this is honest, guys. I got bills to pay, so just start sending money. My kids, they like to eat regular like every day, <laughs> so if you can help, that'd be awesome. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Hey, you know what, Garrett? I think it's just about that time. He's Garrett. I'm JJ. We are the Super Gamer Boys. Seriously, send me money. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.